Welcome to Bariatric Care, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Stapleton. This is episode 23. It's so hard. What makes this whole weight thing so difficult? I hear it almost every day. Dr. Stapleton, this is hard. This is really, really hard. The whole weight thing. It's so difficult. I agree. Weight loss and maintaining a healthy weight are very difficult things for many people. What makes it so hard? In today's talk, I discuss the difference between behaviors that are objectively difficult versus subjectively difficult. It's often the case that we say things are hard or difficult because of what we are thinking or feeling as opposed to any real objective difficulty. Take drinking water, for example. Drinking water is important for every human being. Drinking water is not difficult from an objective perspective. For some people though, they dislike water or the inconvenience of drinking water throughout the day. Listen in and maybe you'll gain a new perspective. Let's get on with today's episode. And welcome to today, whatever today is for you. For me, today is Monday. It is Monday, May 10th. If you uh, celebrated Mother's Day, I wish you a happy Mother's Day yesterday. And I kept in mind, you know, the moms who are hurting and moms who are, you know, trying to be a mom, not moms yet, and wanting to be moms. And it can be a really emotional day which can lead to some emotional eating for some people, right? Anyway, just wanted to say happy Mother's Day for those to whom it applies. And, uh, you know, let's always be kind and conscious of those who may not be enjoying something that for many people is is really happy. Anyway, what a tangent. All right, so today we're going to be talking about how hard it is, how hard this entire weight loss journey is. Not just the weight loss, but keeping the weight off. Sometimes that can be even more difficult. So as you may or may not know, I have been working in the bariatric field for, wow, well over 16 years. So I've been around the block a few times. And if I had a nickel, For every person who has said to me, oh, this is so hard, I can tell you, I may still be doing this video, this podcast, but I might be doing it from pretty exotic places in the world because I would be a very, very wealthy woman. So what makes this weight loss process so difficult? What makes staying on track and following through with the behaviors that you know, are required to keep the weight off. What makes it so difficult? And I will agree with you. This is a difficult, difficult thing to do. And I absolutely, absolutely have compassion for everybody that says it to me. Now, let me just say, on the other hand of that, there are some days I'm like, I know it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I know it is hard. And there's a part of me that's like everything we do that's worth doing 
is hard. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I go back and forth. I'll be honest. You know, it's it's yeah, it is hard. Absolutely. Without exception, this is a very difficult thing to do in life, to lose weight, to keep the weight off, to avoid too much regain. That's difficult. It absolutely is. So I do have a lot of compassion. And uh, I wanted to talk about Well, last week, as you may or may not remember or may or may not have listened to the podcast yet, we talked about finding fault or finding blame for our diseases, whether it's the disease of obesity, the disease of of addiction, whatever the disease might happen to be. And for most diseases, they are multifaceted, right? There's all kinds of factors that go into contributing to a person having certain diseases. So I'm not going to rehash that today, but what I want to focus on are the things that people talk to me about as being difficult when it comes to weight loss and keeping the weight off. You know, just like there are many factors that go into the contribution of a disease, there are many things that for some people are really difficult and other people are like, what do you mean? that? That's not a difficult thing. But over the years, here are just a few of the things that I hear people say, oh, God, so hard. Well, avoiding late night snacking. A lot of people do really, really well during the day with their eating. They eat clean, they eat healthy, they eat on track. But when it comes to nighttime, it's a struggle not to give into junk food or sweets. So late night snacking is one of the Things that people say to me, this is really hard. Another one is it's hard to avoid fast food or it's hard to avoid eating out. The society in which we all live is a very, very busy one. And a lot of people are busy with jobs and school and children and spouses and significant others and aging parents and all these factors. And it is true. We are a busy, busy bunch. And now that the world is opening up again, we're out and about more than we have been for the last year. And staying away from fast food when you've got all these different places to be can truly be very difficult or not grabbing food to go. Absolutely can be very, very hard. Not giving in when other people offer unhealthy food choices, like you're at the office and they bring the snack cart around or everybody's celebrating in the break room and they're like, come on, you can just have one cookie or you can just have whatever. Or if you're in an office, a lot of medical offices, I don't know if they still do this or not, but I think they do get a lot of food catered in by you know, medical reps from pharmaceuticals or, um, you know, uh, instrument companies, that sort of thing. Staying away from that stuff when you're, you're working and you're, you're busy and you just don't have much time and maybe forgot to bring your lunch, right? That's hard. Meal planning definitely can be hard, it can be very hard. Eating on such a regular schedule 
If you've had weight loss surgery, if you're planning to have weight loss surgery, one of the bariatric basics, which I call them, is eating on a very regular schedule so that you have nutrition in your body and don't skip meals and go for long periods of time without eating because that can lead to regain, right? So eating so regularly, eating breakfast for some reason is almost a universal difficulty for people. Um, I'm just not a breakfast person, not a breakfast. So hard to eat breakfast. I'm just not hungry. So for a lot of people, eating breakfast is very hard. Drinking water. When you have had weight loss surgery, especially at the beginning, it's very difficult to consume the amount of water you're supposed to drink after you've healed up and are back to living your life. It can still be very difficult to consume as much water as you know, the doctors and and professionals would like for you to consume. So drinking water, drinking protein shakes can be difficult. Eating so much protein. Oh my gosh. It's so hard to get that much protein in. Heard it a thousand times. How about cooking for the family and yet having to eat a certain way yourself if you're going to stay on track with your healthy eating for your bariatric program and maintain a healthy weight, right? Ooh, here's everybody's favorite. Exercising, exercising on a regular basis is so hard. It's so hard. So it's so hard. And the number one ding, 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 if we were on the family feud, which by the way, I was on. And let me tell you something. It's real easy to play the family feud when you're at home. You get on that stage. You are a blank brain. At least I am. Oh, and so were the other four members on my team. That resulted in zero points for us. Oof. Anywho, different story, different day. Anyway, here's the number one reason for regain that I hear stress. Eating in response to emotions, emotional eating, stress being the number one difficulty. It's hard. It's hard not to eat when you're stressed or bored. It's hard not to eat when I'm bored or lonely. I really have a hard time not eating when I'm lonely. Hello, COVID, (laughs) stress, boredom, loneliness, anger, frustration, fear, anxiety, all of those things. Yeah, there's been a lot of weight regain over the COVID, right? So this is a partial list of some of the things that I hear from people and they're like, oh, so hard. Well, let me digress just for a minute and share with you a story that happened in my life This past weekend, I had a couple of really hard days. It was hard. Two days in a row, I swear to God. I had a series of frustrations, right? And I'm just going to tell you a few of them, all right? So ranging from driving a long, long way to a consignment shop, my car full of stuff that we don't need anymore. We don't have any babies anymore. So I'm taking the stuff to consignment shop, which they told me they were accepting only to get there and find out they were not accepting those things. So now I have a car full of things and car seats to put my grandchildren in and nowhere with the grandchildren because all this stuff was all over. That was one thing. Then I went to two, two convenience stores to get a diet soda only to find out, and these were different times apart, they were all out. 
All right. And then I went to a coffee, a coffee shop. I asked for some half and half for my coffee. The coffee shop is out of half and half. Then I went to three places. I was told I could get a shingle shot because I had to get the second shingle shot because I'm running out of time in between all the COVID shots and the first shingle shot. Uh-uh, couldn't do this. Now I am driving all over, all over, all over. There's a ton of traffic. Couldn't get the shingle shot. To going to the AT&T store to get my trade-in phone at noon because they open at noon and I found a note on the door that says, out to lunch. You just opened. Oh, I was so frustrated. It was just one thing after another, after another, after another. I took my, I took my grandson to go fishing, which we often do. And this was after a series of being wound up and wound up and wound up. And I had just bought him a new pole that he wanted. And he was so excited to use the pole. He gets out of the car, goes down to the dock, doesn't shut the car door. I get down to the dock. The string is already so tied up in knots that we weren't able to use it. And I was at my breaking point. So then I'm feeling guilty because I'm like struggling not to just lose it at this point. One thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And I'm like, I'm having a couple of really hard days. What does my couple of hard days have to do with that long, long list of things people tell me are really, really hard in regard to losing weight and keeping it off. Now, keep in mind, I am not a stranger to weight issues. In my young, young days, late teens, early 20s, I struggled mightily with anorexia. And that was hard. That was hard. That was one of the one of the hardest times of my life dealing with all of that. I gained a lot of weight with my first pregnancy. I had to lose that weight afterwards. It was all hard. I understand the struggle. All right. So what does my list have to do with the list of things that's hard about weight loss? Well, first of all, let's look at the difference between something being objectively hard and something being subjectively hard, meaning objective is, you know, when we think of objective, oftentimes it's very scientific, like the earth is round. That's very objective. You know, you may have, you know, you may have a subjective meaning personal experience. You're like, no, the world's not round. Well, I'm sorry. It's been proven objectively that the world is round. So there's objective truth and there's subjective truth. Like, the political parties, right? You know, some people are like, this is objective facts. And these are the facts. These are the facts. You can read the facts. But people on both sides of the aisle are saying that. So that's kind of a subjective truth, right? I mean, I'm sure somewhere there is an objective truth in there. But a lot of times things are very subjective based on what we think and how we feel about them, right? So some things are objective, some things are subjective. Let's take some examples and you tell me if you think these things would be objectively or subjectively difficult. Getting through medical school. So your surgeon, let's talk about what your surgeon did to get that degree. So your surgeon went to four years of college. 
And then they went to four more years of medical school. And they may have gotten a master's in between there because it's real hard to get into medical school. So sometimes people have to go on and, you know, get additional education so they can get into medical school. Then after their four years, now we've got eight years of college, then they have to do a four years of a residency, meaning they're low doctor on the totem pole. They're called doctor, but they are, you know, uh, lowest on the food chain in the medical community. And so they're taking orders from all these people for another four years. So now we've got four, eight, 12 years of college ish education. And then some of them, many of them go on and do a fellowship, which is even more education. So objectively, is that hard? I would say that almost everybody would classify what physicians of any sort go through to get that medical degree and that medical license. And there's all kinds of tests along the way. I used to work at the medical college in Georgia when it was called that. And I worked with the students for therapy and I saw what they went through. It's, it's hard. I'm just going to tell you objectively, that is hard. Now there may be some outlier, some doctor who might say, no, that was easy. Maybe their subjective experience of that. But I think on the whole, most people would agree that going through medical school and getting a medical license is a hard thing to do, right? All right, let's talk about running a marathon. What is it, 26.2 miles or something? Running a marathon without stopping, whatever. I think most people objectively would say that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do. Now, there may be some people who are like born runners, you know, and they've been running from the time they were a toddler. My son-in-law's mother is an, a, an amazing runner. I mean, the woman runs marathons all the time. She would probably say running a marathon isn't really hard for her. It requires a lot of work, but I don't think she'd think it's hard. But I believe objectively, most people would think that is a really, really hard thing to do or staying awake for 24 hours and really being alert and being able to, you know, or 36 hours or whatever. I think most people would say that's a hard thing to do. Or what if you were like going to hand mow five acres, you know, with a walking mower, that would probably be hard. I think most people would say that's hard, right? Subjective hard, you know, for me, any kind of numbers, math, algebra, geometry, I never took anything beyond, I like trigonometry, any of those things. I did have to take a whole dang bunch of statistics, much to my chagrin, and it was hard. Some people, my daughter, my husband, my son, my other daughter, don't find numbers to be difficult. So subjectively, math may be difficult to you, whereas subjectively, it may be very easy to somebody else, right? Some people can sit down and play an instrument and they're like, wow, that's easy. Subjectively, very easy for them. Other people, not so much, right? It's like, mm, no, mm, subjectively, very difficult for me to use my right and left hands. 
simultaneously. So whatever it may be. So you can, you can understand the difference between objective and subjective. So let's look at our lists and let's look at if the things required to get weight off and lose weight are really hard or if they're hard because of how we think or how we feel. Now, to make you feel better, I'll start with my hard days, right? Was there anything really objectively hard about any of those things? I said, no, not one of them, right? Oh, yeah, I had to load up my car with high chairs and pack and plays, but really not hard, right? It was an inconvenience. It was a frustration. What was hard about it was how I felt about it. What made it hard, what made all these, because every single one of these things, let's just take them, taking the stuff to the con- convenience store or not the convenience store, but the, um, the consignment shop, not hard, not objectively difficult, right? Frustrating when I was told, no, they weren't taking those things, going to two different convenience stores, looking for a diet soda, not hard, frustrating to get there and find that they're both out, right? Going to the coffee shop, ordering a coffee, not hard. Frustrating when the coffee shop's out of cream, right? Traveling to these three places to get the shingle shot before I was finally able to get one. Not objectively hard, right? It's not hard to drive in my car and listen to Grady. I mean, that that is not a hard thing to do, right? Going to the AT&T store. Again, not hard. Not a hard thing to hear that somebody's out for lunch, even though the store just opened. But all these things taken together were frustrating to me, which is an emotional thing. So objectively, these were not hard things to do. Subjectively, because I kept saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is so frustrating. I am so frustrated. How I talked about the experience, thoughts lead to feelings. I'm frustrated. I'm irritable. I'm tense. I'm grumpy. Fortunately, I was alone for most of it. And that is not to say I didn't take a little bit out on my grandson, which about killed me. And I apologized profusely for a long time and really struggled myself with that. But and just kind of fell apart when I got to my husband. I'm like, but that was all emotional. It was all about how I was thinking about the experiences. It was all about the frustration that was building up within me. I could have reacted differently. Right. I could have gone. Look at that. Another frustration, another, another door slammed in my face, so to speak. You've got to be kidding me. They can't be out of half and half coffee shop. Are you kidding me? The second place is out of diet soda. What is happening? Right. I could have laughed about it. So because I didn't. Which is 100% on me. And the talk I had with my grandson later was like, listen. This is not about you. You're a nine-year-old boy who is excited to use your own pole. Yes, we can both slow down, but my response is 100% my fault. It was not your fault, right? So awareness, acceptance, accountability, all those things that I talk about, 
right? But the truth is, I let those things go, my adult self, right? And and there were times I was saying to myself, use your skills, use your skills, breathe, think differently about this. I mean, that was going through my mind at times, but when it things continue, I was just like, kind of over it. Right. That was, that was more within my control than I, uh, I allowed it to be because I've had days like that where it's like, whatever, you know, what's next. But that was largely within my control. None of those things were hard. How I reacted to them made them hard. How I felt about them, how I thought about them made them hard, right? Yes, I'm human. And yes, it is frustrating. And yes, a lot of people would have felt the same way in the situation, but it doesn't matter. The reality is I'm responsible for how I deal with things, right? Those were circumstances that were a pain in the hind end, but ultimately, whether I laugh about it or cry about it, complain about it, bitch about it, scream about it, is my responsibility, right? My health, my responsibility, I say that a lot. So let's talk about these these issues related to weight loss and avoiding regain. Let's start with staying away from fast food. Objectively, objectively, is it hard to do? I mean, yeah, you see the places everywhere, but objectively, it's not really that hard to stay away from fast food. You know, it's really objectively, it's not. Subjectively, it can be very, very hard because What's attached to the fast food makes me feel better. I crave the carbs. I want the sugar. I want the fat, the fries. The So objectively, it might not be the easiest thing because it's on every corner. But subjectively, it's a really hard thing for some people, but a really easy thing for other people to do. It's like fast food. Why would I ever eat fast food? Right? Some people are like, how can you live without fast food? So objectively, there's not really that much difficult about it, right? How about saying no when other people offer you unhealthy foods? Objectively, it's not that hard. I just say, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Which you can learn to do. When I worked at my last office, everybody ordered out all the time, all the time, all the time. They quit asking me because I would say, I don't eat like that during the week. I'll go out and have, you know, a restaurant meal on the weekend, sometimes even fast food. Mm, Rarely fast food. I just can hardly tolerate it personally. But I'm not judging people who do because I get it. Um, But for me, it's not hard to say no when people are offering food. Other people, it's very, very hard. Again, for subjective reasons, it's like, Cookies, cookies make me feel better than anything in the whole world. There's nothing to judge there. It's just subjectively, that's hard for them to do. Easy for other people to do. But objectively, it's not really hard to say no thanks, right? So not eating breakfast or eating breakfast. Let's just go with eating breakfast because people are like, oh, it's so hard. I just don't want to eat breakfast. 
Is eating breakfast objectively hard when maybe breakfast is opening a protein shake or maybe opening a, you know, we're talking healthy breakfast now, right? Or getting one of those frozen breakfasts that is just eggs and some vegetables. Objectively, not really that hard, right? Subjectively, I'm just not hungry or I'm just not used to. I'm just not a breakfast kind of person. So we've got thoughts associated with that. We've got habits associated with that. We've got emotions associated with that maybe, right? But there's nothing objectively difficult about eating breakfast. When eating breakfast, a healthy breakfast even, can be as simple as opening a protein shake that's pre-made, right? Uh, Drinking water. Wow. Wow. So hard. Is there anything objectively hard for the vast majority of people about taking a sip of water every five minutes or every hour or whatever it is? No, there's nothing objectively hard about drinking water. Now, remembering to do it, thinking it's a pain in the butt, not liking water. Those are subjective things that can make that very difficult for you, right? Cooking for a family and eating differently. That might be a little more difficult, right? But there are other ways to go about that, right? If you struggle with that, there are options, So, yeah, that can be difficult because it's right there in your face and you're cooking it and whatever, but there are ways around it. What about avoiding late night snacking? Really, objectively, there's nothing hard about that. It's like day's done. I'm done with food. I'll go sit in bed. I'll go to sleep, whatever. Objectively, nothing hard about that. But subjectively, it's like, my God, I'm bored. Oh, I always eat popcorn with a movie. Oh, I, you know, I just, it's just such an ingrained habit. So subjectively, or I want, I want, I want, or I don't like how I feel, so I'm going to eat. So subjectively, it can be an incredibly difficult thing. I would say this is right up there as one of the most difficult things for people, but objectively, it's really not a hard thing to do. All right. So I think you're getting the point that I'm making. A lot of things are hard because we think they're hard. We feel sad about them or we feel angry about them. Or it's it's really about our thoughts and our feelings, right? So we have to look at what the issues are because objectively, there's nothing hard about drinking water. Objectively, there was nothing hard about me driving to a store. It was my emotion. It may be your emotion. It was my thoughts. It may be your thoughts, the combination of the two. And there was another thing going on for me. It's like, this isn't what I want to be doing on Mother's Day. I don't want to be driving around in the car. This isn't what I want to be doing all weekend, driving around a car. It's a beautiful day. I want to be outside enjoying the beautiful day. So when I get to the outside, enjoying the beautiful day with my grandson at the lake, I'm like, fried in my head, right? All of my own doing, all of my own doing. And I have to take full responsibility for that. Now, am I beating myself off for being human? No, no. But did I take responsibility for it and accountability for it? You're darn right I did. 
fact, my grandson and I had a really nice talk. I said, you know, sometimes it's really hard to be human. And he said, it is. You know, and I said, you know, some of this I learned, you know, and I talked to him about my dad and I said, your mommy learned some of it from me and you have a little bit of it. So maybe we can both just work on kind of slowing down. So there are ways around this. And so then we talked about, I said, next time I'm going to have a temper tantrum, I'm just going to say, all right, everybody just sit down. I'm going to run up on the shore over there and off the dock. And I'm just going to have myself a little temper tantrum, do a little breathing. Then I'm going to come back. But a lot of that would prevent emotional eating, you know, doing those things, using our skills, use your skills, kind of use your skills, think about it in a different way, think about it in a different way, reach out to people, do what you got to do. A lot of times I do those things and the outcome is much better and things aren't so hard. Sometimes they don't and they're harder. So what is the lesson here, right? It's our emotions and our thoughts that make some of these objectively not really difficult things to do really very difficult. So what do we do about that? Well, how we deal with the difficult things, I gave you some clues today. But on Thursday, on Barry Aftercare, Barry Aftercare Live, I'll talk about that. More ways of dealing with the difficult things. And these are the subjectively difficult things, right? Because it's the subjectively difficult things that most of us are struggling with and get us into trouble regarding weight loss or regain. So be sure to join Barry Aftercare, www.barryaftercare.com. So you can be part of the Thursday discussions as well as hearing these Monday discussions on the podcast. And also you can watch the videos rather than just hearing the podcast if that's of interest to you. In addition, we have family and friends every month where Dana Rosser talks about she gives support to the family and friends of those people suffering from the disease of obesity because there's a lot of interaction there too. And there are worksheets, discounts to gain while you lose, my online class, discounts to retreats, a lot of benefits for being in Barry Aftercare. So I hope you check that out. In the meantime, think about the things that you talk about as being very hard and think about objectively, are they hard? Are they hard because of my habits, my thoughts, my emotions around them? And then let's work our way through those so we can get through those subjectively difficult times and maintain our healthy weight. All right, guys, just like me, your health is your responsibility. That means your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. This day and every day. So we're all responsible for being our best selves. So continue to join me. I hope you learned something from today. You know, I'd love to get some feedback from you guys about podcasts or the Barry Aftercare events. So if you're in the Barry Aftercare program, just leave me some, some feedback on the page after you watch a video. And otherwise, make it a great one. I'll talk to you later in the week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Barry Aftercare, the podcast. The information shared on this podcast is considered psychoeducation and does not constitute therapy or a therapeutic relationship. Be sure to check out all the great information I provide, much of it free, by visiting my website at www.conniestapletonphd.com. 
Be sure to leave your positive comments for this podcast and listen in next week to learn more ways to live your best post-op life.